on July 15, 2009, my wife and I's lives were completely and totally changed with the birth of our baby girl. Looking at that precious face, seeing how beautiful and yet how uh, delicate she was, was uh, just an incredible uh, wave of reality. That not only did we now have to provide for ourselves, but we now had to provide for another. And the thing that was so humbling about this is that she didn't even know that she needed us. She didn't know that we were now going to be her providers and her protectors. But that was exactly what we became on that day. She was extremely dependent on us. We had to feed her and change her and wipe up spit up from time to time. And it was wonderful every second of it. But certainly it was very humbling Again, to recognize that she didn't even know that she needed us. And even today, we provide for her needs, and there are times that we make decisions that she doesn't know that we are doing for her own good, which is why that she doesn't get cake and candy at every meal, which is also why we do not allow her to watch TV constantly or play games or those kinds of things, because certainly as her parents, we can see what would be more beneficial would be more healthy for her. As we get older, certainly we start becoming more independent. We start making our own decisions. But interestingly, as we start doing these things, we don't uh, always look for help in others. And we begin to think that we can take care of ourselves. And certainly that's true to some extent, but not in all ways. Because despite the fact that we get older and wiser, we are not nearly as self-sufficient as we might think. Many people go through this life never knowing that they really need something that's missing in their lives. They never realize that going through this life, they have a tremendous need for God. When we look in Scripture, we see several men who had... A wonderful mindset. And I appreciate the way Cameron read the scripture from Psalm 70. As we see David as, as one of these men who had a great mindset towards God. Because he was a king. He was a man who some might say that he had everything. And yet we see specifically in verse 5 of Psalm 70, he says, I am afflicted and needy. Hasten to me, O God, you are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. What a great mindset from a man who was king. But another example certainly can be seen in the New Testament in the Apostle Paul. In Acts 17, where we will focus on the remainder of this lesson. Because as Paul is, is t- giving the sermon on Mars Hill to those in Athens, he starts looking around and seeing that they have all of these different Uh, idols and these different uh, things for other gods. And he sees the one to an unknown God. And he says in verse 23, Therefore what you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. And he starts to preach to him. See, what he was saying is that even though these people were extremely cautious about not trying to offend any god, the reality was that they were missing 
the one true God. They had something in their lives that they didn't know that they needed, but they did. They needed a relationship with the one true God. And when we think about this in ourselves, we can come to a similar conclusion. We need God. A very simple message, but one that is extremely true. And we see that as Paul continues to give his lesson here in Acts 17, that he gives three reasons why they needed God and certainly why we need God as well. The first reason that he says that they needed God, and so do we, is because God is the creator. When we look at Acts 17, verse 24, he says, The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Certainly one of the emphases here is that God is the creator. In verse 26, it also says that he made from one man every nation and mankind to live on all the face of the earth. See, God is creator. He created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. He created mankind, both male and female, in Genesis 1, verse 27. And even in those wonderful moments when a, a, a couple, a husband and wife, is going to bring a child into the world, God is found there too as he gives life and creates it in the womb, Psalm 139, 13 through 16. But as our creator... He knows you better than you know you. He knows me better than I know myself. He knows your strengths because he's the one who provided those talents to you in the first place and to me. But he also knows our weaknesses. And certainly he knows the limitations that we have because in 1 Corinthians ten thirteen he talks about how he's not going to give us something that we can't handle but provide for us a way of escape. He knows our limitations because he created us. It's ironic that many people claim not to need God when it was God who created them in the first place. Psalm 100 verse 3 makes a bold proclamation. It says, Know the, that the Lord himself is God. It is He who made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. I didn't make me, and you didn't make you. We did not make ourselves. We don't even know everything about ourselves. Whether it's internal or it's mental, there are a lot of things that throughout this life, it's a constant process of learning about who we are, the tendencies that we fall into, the habits that we are drawn towards. We're constantly figuring ourselves out, but God knows because he created us. You know, when we think about the issues that we go through in this life, if we have a car problem, we go to a mechanic. If we have a problem with computers, then we go to someone who knows computers. We, go to, we call tech support. If we have a health problem, then we talk to doctors. Well, when we have personal problems or when we have spiritual problems, then who better in this entire universe to go to than the one who crea created you and created me in the first place, our Lord and Savior, our Heavenly Father. The one who uh, knows... The mental, the physical, and the emotional problems that we may be dealing with. He cares about that. He has the blueprints. He's the best tech support. 
And certainly he is the one who is the answer to our problems. We need God because he's the creator of us. And certainly Paul was communicating a message like this to those on that day. But secondly, we also need God because he is our provider. Paul continues in Acts 17, starting in verse 25. He says, Nor is he, being God, served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath on all things, and all things. And he made from uh, one man every nation of mankind to live on. Certainly, the, the, the message being communicated here is that he gave life. He is the, the provider He gives us the things that we need. But certainly, it's interesting that he says here that as though he needed anything. I think that's a good reminder to us that it's not that God necessarily needs us. We need him. It's not that he needs our prayers or that he needs our worship. But we need it. We need the prayers. We need to worship. Because that establishes a relationship with God. It's not that we are providing for God, but He is providing for us something that's incredibly significant. And as God is the provider, we see, of course, that He is a provider of many things in this life. He is the provider of physical life. Psalm 66, 8 and 9. He knows how much time that we have, He knows when we'll be going. And often he controls those exact things. He, know, he is the provider of the sustaining elements of this life. Matthew 5 and verse 45. He's the one who provides everything that we need to survive. A quote that really caught my attention that talked about not only what God provides, but also tying it in with ministry said this. Our Heavenly Father is a very experienced one. He knows very well that his children wake up with a good appetite every morning. He sustained three million Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. And we do not expect that he'll send three million missionaries to China. But if he did, he would have ample means to sustain them all. Depend on it. God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. God most definitely is the provider. And he provides our physical needs. Matthew 6, 25 and following. And certainly we understand that God is a provider. A lot of times we can see this and say, yep, I agree with that. Even kind of gloss over. But wouldn't it be interesting if God decided to stop providing certain things in this life? What if all of a sudden he said, I am no longer going to allow the plants to produce oxygen, and to allow oxygen to be produced in this world anymore. Life is going to change. What if God decided all of a sudden he was going to stop the cycle of precipitation, that water was now going to become stagnant, that the rains would no longer come and allow plants to grow? Life would change completely. What if he decided that no longer would uh, trees and plants produce food and crops for us? Once again, if he did that, it would no longer be possible for us to live on this life, live here on this earth. 
We overlook these things sometimes, but even the smallest things, like the air that we're breathing, is a blessing from God, from one who is a provider. But certainly the worst of all would be that if God decided not to provide for our eternal souls. But we know that he does in Acts 2.38 and Galatians 3.26 and 27. Of everything that we have on this earth, no one can provide salvation. I cannot provide salvation for anyone. And neither can you. The richest, the most powerful, the most influential people on the face of this planet cannot provide salvation. That's something that can only be from God. It is 100% completely uh, dependent on Him. And what a blessing it is that He has provided for us salvation. We need God not only because He provides for us physically, but because He most importantly provides for us spiritually. But then as we continue in Acts 17, we see our third final point, and that is that He is our Savior. And that's why we need Him. In verse 27, it says that they would seek God if perhaps they might grope for Him and find Him. Though He's not far from each one of us. And continuing from verse 30, He says, Therefore, having overlooked times of ignorance, God is now declaring to men that all people everywhere should repent. Because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. God is the Savior. And he wants people to take advantage of what he is providing for them. Because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 And the wages of sin is death. What we have earned from the lifestyles, from the decisions that we have made, is death. In Romans 6 and verse 23. But instead, God allowed a different path. He decided to save us. To redeem us. To free us from the terrible future that we were set facing. As our Savior, He sent His Son to die, to be the propitiation of our sins, to take our place, to redeem us from those sins. John 3.16, Acts 2.38. And He makes it possible for us to have a fresh start. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. There was a particular junkyard just riddled with cars, as you might imagine. And a man was walking through this junkyard one day, and he spotted... In 1955, Bentley R-Type Continental Fastback. And as he looked upon this car, he saw that there was some value there. And so he, he took this car that back in the 50s was this extremely luxurious car. And he cared for it. He got rid of the rust and he spent many years restoring and caring for and, and, and shaping this car so that it would no longer be what it was destined to be. See, it had broken down. It was destined to be part of just chipped paint, rust, broken down, beaten, dented, subject to the elements, eventually destroyed. But what this man did is he turned it and restored it into something that was beautiful, into something that was wonderful. He saved it. He kept it from its destruction. 
And certainly that's very similar to what God saw in us. Saw this value in us. And, and though that while we were sinners and that yet we were going towards a path of, dest- of destruction, He wanted to save us and to restore us and to turn something that was beautiful in His sight. Psalm 34 and verse 22 says, The Lord redeems the souls of His servants. And none of those who take refuge in Him will be condemned. Our Lord is one that we need. But when we look back at Acts 17, we see the response that some of the people on this day had. In Acts 17, verse 32, it says, Now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some began to sneer. But others said, We shall hear you again concerning this. After hearing about this need that they had, they still denied that maybe this really was a need for their lives. Some embraced it, some sneered their nose at it. Back many years ago, Thomas Edison invented a vote recording machine for those who were in the legislative chambers. The idea behind this invention, and this was, one, I believe, the first one that he patented, was that when a, a, a decision needed to be made that was placed on their desk, all they'd have to do was flip a switch. And it would instantly go to be tallied, and, and, and it could be a much smoother, much more efficient process. <clears throat> well, during this time, they decided that they didn't like that. They, liked, they weren't comfortable with it. They didn't want it. They didn't feel like they needed it. And so they denied it. And it really uh, put a, a, a change into uh, Thomas Edison as he decided that he would no longer try to invent something that people didn't need. Well, I think it's interesting because many people in this life take a look at what God has offered to them and decide that they don't need it. People look and and they don't want God, and therefore they don't know that they need God. And they've chosen to reject God. As a result of such decisions, they go through life without any true knowledge of their eternal destinations. They go through life without real, true purpose. They go through life denying God's blessings and the cure. And they go through life now not having any way to receive forgiveness of sins. Though everyone has access to God, many reject Him because He just simply isn't wanted in their lives. But let us make no mistake. We need God. Because he is our creator and our provider and our savior. We mentally understand this. We can all shake our heads and say, yes, we need God. But it has to translate into our lives. Do we live like we need salvation? If we've received salvation, do we live... Like we are truly appreciative of that salvation and show it in our lives. Do we pray like we need God? Do we worship like we need God? Do we live like we can't make it in this life and certainly not in eternity without God? We have to recognize that that need is there and it's constant. Maybe you recognize that 
you need God. But have realized that maybe that something is missing in this regard. Well, then let's make the change. If something needs to change in our lives, if a need is missing, let's, let's do what it takes to change that. And if we can help you in any way, please come forward now as we stand and sing this song together.